At Steel Manning, what we do differently is by getting our guests who disagree with each other to prove that they actually understand each other's arguments before listing out their disagreements. After both arguments are presented in their best light, we will get our guests to list out their fundamental agreements, and then we will start a larger discussion. By a flip of a coin, we've decided that we'll start with Dr. Den Heyer, who believes that Frontex should be stronger, and he will start by steelmanning Professor Spikerboer's argument, Frontex should be weaker. Dr. Den Heyer, would you mind beginning to explain the best argument for why Frontex should be weaker? Sure. Thank you, Elmer. I, I think we, we can all agree that Frontex is in quite a mess uh, right now. There are no less than three inquiries that have been launched in the recent months against Frontex, one by Olaf, which is the anti-corruption watchdog of the European Union, one by European Parliament, led by uh, Dutch MEP uh, Tineke Strik, and one by the European Ombudsman. And and what are these um, inquiries about? Um, I, I think there, there, are, there are multiple issues with, with with Frontex, but two in particular. Um, one is that um, it is in an organizational mess because it was asked, tasked to recruit 10,000 border guards. So that is more than the entire Dutch corps of border guards in terms of number, for example. And that is not uh, going well. And there are um, there's all sorts of evidence that money is misspent, that is spent on lavish dinners, um, and that in the organization, um, not much focuses on human rights, but it's very much about uh, security firearms and let's say the security dogma uh, surrounding um, uh, surrounding the border um, and um, it also seems that there is not much too much transparency in the organization and the director who is a Frenchman Fabrice Lagré has been called to Parliament a couple of times but did not appear to talk the truth always so there are serious concerns about the setup of, of Frontex and whether it can deal with the tasks it has been granted um, I think the, the second main issue is that Increasingly, evidence comes up that Frontex is involved in uh, violations of migrants' rights um, at the border. Um, last year, there were two important judgments, um, one against Spain, um, but the one more relevant for Frontex is, is the one against Hungary, where the Court of Justice of the European Union found Hungary to have violated the range of EU law provisions relating to border control and asylum, and in a nutshell, um, police brutality of the Hungarians against migrants, and also uh, summary expulsions of migrants um, over the border with uh, uh, with Serbia. And then um, last March, a a report came out drafted by the Frontex management board itself, and uh, in, in the management board, there are the, the um, uh, uh, national officers, so the management board is, let's say, the, the member state control of the, uh, of the organization. And um, it investigated um, quite a few incidents that were reported to it by national officers um, working for Frontex um, in Greece. And those were primarily Danes and Swedish uh, uh, border uh, and coast guards who were helping out the Greeks in trying to control the migrant situation in the Aegean. And it turned out that um, migrant was involved in some way, at least in the so-called pushback practices. And if you read the report, I've read it very closely, um, there's clear evidence in the report that the Greek uh, Coast Guard was involved in at least four incidents in, in pushing back, towing back, escorting back migrant vessels to the Turkish border in, in clear violation, in my view, of uh, relevant human rights law, as well as the Schengen Borders Codes, which, which sets down the rules for how external borders in, uh, in Europe should be conducted. So um, I I fully agree that Frontex is in a mess. Now, the next question is whether we should abolish it. 
Professor Spikerberg, do you agree with that rendition of your side? Uh, I agree with, with it, it covers half of, of, of the point I have. It did not cover my questioning of the policy that Frontex implements. So this is this is about the, the manner of implementation. And there I, I, I completely recognize uh, the way Martin summarizes my hesitations like this. The mess is so big that this is not the moment to, to strengthen uh, Frontex. Uh, but I've also questioned um, that that um, uh, Frontex implements a policy that I think is misconceived. So that's that's a more fundamental question that cannot be solved by 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 fixing, by improving the implementation. Martin, would you like to clarify on that any more? Do you have anything more to say on Professor Spikerboer's side? Two points. Um, one is my 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 key observation, especially uh, I fully agree that, that that the organizational setup um, is wrong, and and that the management uh, of the organization should perhaps go away. Um, unfortunately, European Parliament doesn't have that right; it only has the has the budget right. So things need to be fundamentally changed with 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 Frontex. But but um, in response to what, what Thomas Packerberg says, um, two things. First is that we see that um, the judgments about human rights violations and also the independent reports about what's going on, they show that um, the actual misconduct at the border is not conducted by Frontex officers. So, so they are not the Dutch, the Swedish, the, the Danish officers who help out the Hungarian ones and the uh, and the Greek ones. Um, Frontex is, is a master of intelligence, coordination it provides the information so let's say um dutch or swedish planes are flying over uh, the mediterranean and they say to the hellenic coast guard um, in their boats there is a group of migrants there you you should go after it and what the hellenic coast guard then does is says okay thank you and now please go away we will deal with the matter we saw this the same pattern at hungary where frontex was helping out the hungarians um, but the Hungarians were also trying to keep out Frontex um, out of sight so that they could, could do things they knew that Frontex would perhaps disapprove of. So the actual misconduct, um, and, and it, it's not only um, um, not respecting procedural rights of migrants, it's also simply police brutality and, and detaining migrants in, in horrible conditions. That's not done by Frontex. And I think we need to be clear about this, that, that there is no, no clear evidence that, that Frontex officers itself have been involved in, in, in this misconduct. And then the question is, um, is it is it um, okay to put to put all this blame of, of Frontex, or should we not rather be talking about the misconduct of those national border guards? Because I think that there, um, uh, the, the problems lie mainly there. Um, so, 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 so the debate today is 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 not about the core of the problem. The core of the problem is that many member states face serious issues in how to deal with migrants. They see no other solutions than to violate their their norms, and uh, I do not think that that um, doing away with Frontex in any way addresses that situation. Thomas, could you maybe, is there anything you principally disagree with that? So the, the, what I do want to raise is a more fundamental issue. So these are, these are things you, you can uh, fix if you really want to, and if everyone involved really wants to fix it. There's something more fundamental with Frontex, being that it uh, implements the common European asylum system, which is uh, based on the opposite of solidarity. It means that that some states get uh, the full uh, burden, while um, uh, if if the, if the system really works, uh, countries in, in in the European heartland uh, 
don't get um, to see many, many um, irregular migrants, at least not, not those who are crossing the border. So it's, it's, it puts the burdens on this currently on the southern states. And if there's if, if Ukraine explodes, then there will be a burden on the eastern states. So it's, it's particular states that, that bear the brunt. Um, and the, the, idea, the, the idea of Frontex is to protect that system. So the, the idea of the structure of Frontex, that's not something you can easily fix. Uh, is to protect that system by showing solidarity with these member states in keeping people out of their territory. Uh, so it's th th there are two structural problems with Frontex. One is that it it uh, reinforces, it uh, it implements um, a um, a system that is patently unfair both to member states and to refugees because the. Uh, because of the failure of European harmonization of refugee law and practice. Um, and it thinks it can fix that through basically militarizing borders. And I would think that is um, uh, a mistake factually, because that's unless you want to go um, to, to, to become North Korea, which I think is, is not a good idea for a whole range of reasons. It, this is not feasible. This is not how borders work in a normal world um, it leads to to the extent it works it works a bit it leads to massive humanitarian um, problems at the borders which is what we're seeing now and also legally it's problematic because it's it it doesn't um, accidentally imply pushbacks like we see at the Hungarian and uh, Greek border that it, that's what it's about that's what, what it means to 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 do this so I think the, the, the implementation is one discussion and that's that's I think politicians will focus on that because that's feasible it can be fixed but there's a more structural issue about what is it what policy does Frontex implement and and I'm not convinced that that's that's a policy that is uh, that makes sense. Thomas, we're going to keep it on you. Could you try to describe the best argument for why Frontex should be stronger? Yeah, and I have to say that Martin is the is the is the expert on on this. Um, uh, I don't have the the the, the 2016 2019 regulations uh, 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 ready uh, uh, in my mind, so I, I may have to to guess a bit, and and Martin need, needs to help me out uh, in 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 the. What Martin's central central starting point, as I understand, is that is that as he calls it, Frontex is half baked. It's neither a European agency with an exclusive, clear competence, nor is it something that merely supports member states. It's something in between. So it, it, Frontex has a shared mandate with with member states. It works together, as Martin described, like Frontex planes. Uh, basically indicates uh, to, to, for example, on the Aegean where 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 migrant boats are, and so that the, the, the Greek coast guard can can go there. Um, and that leads to a very um, fuzzy uh, and opaque situation where it's unclear who is responsible for what. Um, so the, the the Frontex is instrumental in 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 in. Um, um, in telling the Greek Coast Guard where to go, and then, I mean, just to 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 to, to, to limit this to, to Greece as an example, uh, and then the Greek do their thing, and their thing these days 
seems to imply, as it has done for years, this is not this is not 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 new. Uh, seems to imply uh, pushbacks, so and which are um, and I we agree on that. It uh, seems to be ethical violations of, of international law and of European law. Um, so Martin says this is half baked. This is an unclear, fuzzy structure, an unclear uh, 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 distribution and attribution of competences, and this leads to a situation where Frontex is part of something that is illegal, but has no competence to, to do anything about it. Uh, and and so he proposes to change that by, uh, I assume, giving Frontex more and clearly defined competences that can overrule, override uh, national competences. Martin, do you uh, agree with this description of your argument? Is there anything you'd like to add? I no, I agree, and and thanks to um, uh, Thomas for for, for summarizing my, my point so well. Um, let, let me just make one additional point, which is that that um, one of the consequences of what to, to, uh, Thomas was just describing is that let's say the, the protection of rights of migrants and ensuring that Frontex also plays by the rules is fully in the hands of the organization itself. And the European Parliament has been discussing for 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 for. for decades now how Frontex should do this and and there there is a plethora of, of monitoring mechanisms and there are consultative fora and there are human rights officers but it's all it's all bureaucracy and how rights work in practice if if our courts where migrants can go to. If there are um, lawyers who um, tell to the migrants, um, you should bring your appeal against this particular border guards here. So what what I what I want to do is is I want to move away from this 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 organization um, without much transparency, where um, respecting rights is is totally in 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 the hands of only that organization, which is only very partially um, democratically accountable, by the way, and to simply um, say that these European border guards are just like normal border guards. And whenever someone thinks that they do something wrong, they can go to a court um, to bring an appeal or to say that that, that, that some rights have been violated. Um, so, so that is what, what Thomas has been saying. And, and obviously this is difficult because it means giving away sovereignty. It means giving away sovereignty of how your borders are controlled by, to some European border guard. Um, and this unfortunately is, is the distrust that is baked in the in the European system of cooperation in in the area of, of migration and asylum, I think we can only learn from how federal states are doing this. And and I mean, in every sensible federal state, controlling the border is a federal responsibility for all good, good, good reasons. Since Doctor Denhire began with the steel manning, first we're going to ask uh, uh, Thomas to describe and list his fundamental agreements with Martin first. Thomas, would you care to do that? Uh, I, I think we, we agree on two uh, uh, points. Uh, one is that um, uh, Frontex engages in particularly problematic uh, activities uh, uh, together with member states. So it's it's not that it's not that Frontex by itself violates international law and, and European law, but it's it's uh, cooperates with member states who clearly do so. Uh, and and then instead of stopping that, they they rely as an organization. They rely on on whistleblowers within their organization. And and then when 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 that happens, nothing nothing much happens. Um, so I, I think we agree on that, that there are um, uh, um, 
uh, unacceptable situation at the external borders in which Frontex plays a role and doesn't respond in, in a way that's even, even remotely satisfactory. Uh, and second, I think we agree that there's a very unclear distribution of, of uh, attribution and distribution of, of competences uh, between Frontex and the member states. Martin, do you think all the agreements are listed? Is there any other more agreements that you think should be uh, described? No, I, I think this is, uh, this is perfect. For the disagreements, let's begin with Martin. What do you think is the most obvious and large disagreement that stands out to begin with between you and Thomas? I think we disagree about what uh, strengthening Frontex means. I've been talking mostly about strengthening the competence of Frontex vis-a-vis -vis the member states. Um, uh, is bringing more fundamental point. Um, Frontex is part of um, the whole strategy of how to deter migrants, and it plays a very important and increasingly important part in that, and he questions that very strategy. Um, so it is about sh should we indeed militarize uh, Frontex? Uh, should we should we give them all those assets? Should we um, ask Frontex to cooperate with third countries so so uh, intensely? And is that not a recipe for for disaster? Um, and I think I can agree on a number of points with Frontex, but but that. That just depends. We were we were asked by you should should we strengthen Frontex or, or not? Um, let me also view what what Thomas has been saying. Who wants my position a little bit? I should I think that Frontex should be strengthened vis-a-vis the member states. But I think we can have a serious debate about what we ultimately want Frontex or border controls to to do and to achieve. Thomas, would you mind uh, commenting on that? If you have an opinion on that. Um, yeah, I think that's that's fair summary. I, I think partly that, that I think it's a different way of, of saying the same is that that uh, oh yeah, I want to emphasize uh, I'm I, I was asked to defend a particular decision position right so please don't, don't think I um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm a bit more more hesitant uh, on 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 this than I than I present you now but so I'll, I'll, I'm 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 producing arguments. Uh, I think uh, Martin and I, I also disagree, and that's a different way I think of saying the same, on the with political way of raising more issues at this moment. Uh, because the, the and, and it, it the, because of because of the central policy of the EU, is it possible to guard your your European borders in a, a fundamentally more um, um, in a saner? It's not just a matter of humanitarianism; it's also sanity. This does this make sense? Is it possible to 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 to, to do it in a saner and and and, and um, neater and more respectable in, in the bourgeois sense term in a more respectable manner than than is happening now? But I, th I think we 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 uh, we 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 not on on the same. Uh, 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 playing as to the political width of raising their debate now. It, it's, they have to fix the urgent thing now, people being up and, and, and refiled. Uh, is that the thing to focus on, or would this be a right moment to look at the more fundamental issue? Martin and Thomas, I, I hope you guys can jump on this in general, because I understand it's a big question, which is just the actual fundamental issue of a border force in general and the militarization on that. Can you guys talk about that disagreement? Because I did see that coming up a little bit in the original steel manning. The extent that you need to militarize border. Martin, if you have a comment on that. I think it's um, a fundamental part of any state um, 
to control uh, the borders. I'm not an open border um, philosopher or protagonist. Um, the question is, of course, um, what is allowed and what, what border controls achieve? I think I and Thomas agree that border controls can achieve only so much. And I do agree with, with Thomas that um, because nothing else seems to work, returns to third countries, um, making sure that asylum seekers stay in Italy and Greece and not migrating further onwards. Uh, all sorts of policies um, relating to my migration and asylum uh, are failing, so that there is this sense of loss of control, and this has created over the year an increased emphasis on actual border control, which I agree with Thomas is not producing um, satisfactory results, and, and it leads to situations where um, migrants are forced dangerous routes. It leads to creating circumstances, nebulous circumstances, without much oversight in, uh, on the high seas, uh, in, in, in intricate uh, constellations of, of, of cooperation, which is conducive to, to, to the violation of, uh, of rights. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm not following the narrative that this is all militarization. I, and I also think that, that um, we should um, not pretend the picture that border is actually militarized. Um, let me make one example. The, the, the um, central Mediterranean, um, where there is a Frontex mission, there are only a few ships, and he critiqued that, that, that all the European navies are chasing the migrants there. No, the, the problem is that there are too many, too, too few to uh, um, to make sure that proper search and rescue is uh, is conducted. And and obviously we do see that a lot of fences have been created, um, sadly, but it's not true that um, all borders are, um, are fenced uh, around Europe. And I do not think that it will ever happen. Thomas, on this, would you like to comment? Of the, of the, of the, the central Mediterranean has been uh, outsourced to Libya. So it's it's there are no there are, there are few European boats there, but the Libyan coast guards uh, uh, pulls back uh, people, and that has been set up uh, by by Italy, Italy with EU money. So I, I do think there is there are substantial forms of militarization going on at the borders, and so the 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 question is is that in is it inherent in in, in being being a state, whether it's Greece or, or the, the, the the Federation of Europe that that Martin hints at, um, is it inherent in a state that you have this kind of borders? Had the Westphalian state system since uh, well, let's say since 1648, if, if we, we the, the, the one of the foundational moments of this system, we have modern immigration only since the 1890s. So um, the sovereign states did for two centuries. Uh, the idea that they could control um, their population through uh, controlling the, 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 the essentially the characteristics of the people. So it, it's, it's not it's not a conceptual necessity that you have modern uh, modern style immigration law, and also even modern style immigration law does not need this kind of um, uh, brutality at its borders. Uh, we don't have these kind of things at the at border between Belgium and the Netherlands, and we never we never had it un, uh, except between uh, between 1914 and 1918 when there was this this electric fan uh, where people died. So it, this no, this is not what, what borders 
need to look like. And you can have meaningful borders uh, in, in, in many different ways. And, and we see in, in different parts of the world that you can have borders in many different ways. So it's, I, I, I have problems in saying, well, it's our sovereign and, and, and therefore to, to say it's either this or open borders. That, that's, I think that's, that's, a, that's overstating. It, that's, that's obscuring the real problem. What kind of border do we want this to be? Yeah, Th Thomas, one quick elaboration on what you just said. You said that there are other examples of meaningful borders. Can you describe what those look like and the actual difference they have with what the border for Europe generally is today? Uh, the border between Belgium and the Netherlands is a very meaningful border because it distinguishes two political uh, and constitutional systems, uh, two economies with different. So, and, and that's a border that we are that that we are used to not noticing since uh, when were border controls abolished in, in, in the Benelux? So that's a border that we only noticed since COVID. Um, it's a very meaningful border. And I don't say this is the same as the border between, between Greece and Greece, but um, uh, uh, borders are not, when, you, when, when there's a border, it's not given what it should be. And it's something to, to reflect about. Um, and uh, the border, the border between Turkey and Greece, would not need to be so militarized if Europe, um, uh, it, 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 the current militarization, that particular border, is related to two phenomena. One is the the, the proxy war in in Syria, in which uh, Europe uh, and its allies play a role. Uh, and the second is that even if you take that for granted, if you say, well, that's a bit too big for us as, 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 as international um, migration and asylum law guys, uh, uh, if, so if, even if you take that proxy war uh, uh, as a given, uh, then uh, Europe has failed miserably to respond in a sensible manner to the, to the, to the, to the fallout of that war in Turkey by basically leaving it up to Turkey and sending some money. But because that policy was done so terribly badly, uh, uh, the situation occurred in which uh, Greece and the EU thought that the next best move was to, to militarize the border. Martin, any last comments on this before we move to the last question? Sure. I I think we we, we should we should also agree that um, borders play an important function in the enforcement of all sorts of rules we have democratically agreed on together. Right? This applies to the quality standards of goods coming in to the common tariffs we have agreed on. It also applies to fugitives present, uh, preventing them from escaping, preventing persons who have been issued an entry ban from entering uh, the Schengen area. So uh, border controls um, are essential in a society which adopts and agrees on such kinds of rules. Um, what, what we are talking uh, about mostly today is not how to conduct border checks or how to check lorries uh, entering um, uh, the, the Schengen area, but how to guard the border between the border uh, crossing points. And um, I think we, we can come to an agreement there that uh, there is an an overemphasis on uh, what is happening there, and especially the ability to to bar migrants. And also, if if you uh, if you catch them and if you bring them into procedures to uh, to return them if they are undocumented or otherwise not entitled to uh, to stay. Last question. Uh, we're going to start with Martin. What does a perfect Frontex look like to you if you were presenting an ideal type? 
I'm uh, a staunch European federalist, I should say. Um, I'm I'm happy that that we see now all kinds of reports, partially because of Frontex, on what is happening at the Hungarian Serb border, what is happening at, at the Greek-Turkish border. It, it, it may be that um, we had much less knowledge about what was happening there without Frontex. So um, I'm not the one scapegoating Frontex. I think much much has been wrong. We, we have discussed it. And I think the, the best solution is to do away with all the national border guards and to make one truly accountable, also legally, um, European border guard. Thomas, same question to you. What does a perfect Frontex look like? A perfect Frontex would be a Frontex that implements a sane uh, legal legal and, and policy framework. And as long as that sane legal and policy framework isn't there and it doesn't look as if it's coming about, there can be no ideal Frontex. Thank you guys for doing this. We, uh, we really appreciate it.